Welcome to Capital Edge Church. We have a fantastic message for you that we hope challenges, inspires, and moves your heart for Christ. Let's get into it. Vision Sunday, I think, is a wonderful time of year where we just set the course uh, for what's ahead. You know, every October, I go away with the staff, or uh, this year it was an in-house retreat because of uh, the the way things are at the moment, but... Uh, we go away and we talk about what we're believing for for the following year and uh, we talk about wanting a theme, wanting direction from God as to uh, take the church on a journey over the year, a theme for the year. And uh, we've done this, I've done this ever since I arrived here. I remember in 2007, March the 25th, I think it was, 2007 when I arrived, I just asked God, I said, God, what do you want me to share with? What's the theme? What's the direction for the year? And, and uh, God said to me very clearly, he said, listen, the vision just continues. What the pioneers, what those who have laid before doesn't come to an end and something new uh, begins, it just continues. And so in 2007, the theme for that year was the vision continues. In 2008, it was passion to be passionate, to be exuberant for Jesus. In 2009, it was connect and build. It was growing together and building his church. In 2010, it was knowing Jesus, knowing Jesus, having a real authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. In 2011, It was extraordinary that God uses the ordinary to accomplish the extraordinary. What a great theme that was. In 2012, it was transformation that we are changed by the enabling of His grace and the empowering of His Spirit. 2013, it was reach, reaching our world with the practical love of Jesus. In 2014, it was pursue to follow hard after God with everything that we've got. In 2015, it was we believe, knowing the foundations of our faith. In 2016, it was his person, his presence and his passion. 2017, I love this theme, it was celebrate the goodness of God. In 2018, it was the power of one, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's amazing what one can do. In 2019, our theme was grow, to become mature disciples of Jesus Christ. In 2020, it was what really matters, the important godly principles that we live by. And of course, last year it was only Jesus, only Jesus, Jesus being the centre of everything, which brings us to 2022. And our theme this year is welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. I remember many years ago, my wife and I and our little kids, our only little kids at the time, we decided to do a holiday and go to Victoria and we went to uh, Gold Creek, Ballarat and did all the bits and pieces around Victoria, ended up in Melbourne with some friends and then motoring back. I remember when we got to Ballarat, we had uh, booked our, our, our hotel there and we were meant to stay there for two nights at that particular hotel. We arrived and uh, went to the hotel and I've got to say, it was awful. Everything was 
greasy and dirty and horrible and and it smelled of tobacco and you opened the fridge and there was leftover food from the previous people that sometime had been there in the last decade. (laughs) And so we put up with it for the night because it was late, but the next day we got out of there and found another hotel. It it just felt awful. It, It was just so uninviting. And then... On our way back, we, uh, we lived in Adelaide at the time. On our way back, we went down the Great Ocean Road. For those of you that have travelled the Great Ocean Road, it is 300 or so kilometres of winding road. And by the time we got to the end of that, uh, we had uh, family members that were feeling a little bit car sick. And it, it, was, it was a harrowing trip. And we arrived at a little place called Apollo Bay. Apollo Bay and we had booked ahead and we'd booked this uh, accommodation there and when we arrived we were, we were a little frazzled as you can be with young kids on a long trip and uh, the lady that owned the place she came out and she greeted us and she asked the kids their names and uh, she had a fresh, uh, fresh baked cookies for the family. And uh, she told us where everything was and showed us where everything was. And not only that, but she, she then took all our washing that we needed to do. And she said, listen, I'll help you out. I'll go and I'll do your washing for you. And I'll bring it back in the morning so that everything's nice and clean. And she did that for us. And then on top of that, she directed us down to the beach. She said, oh, look, the little ones will just enjoy. If you walk down this particular path and you get to the beach, there's a, there's a rock pool there and there are crabs and starfish and there's all sorts of things. And it was an absolutely wonderful time. It was a time that we would not forget. And what was the difference between those two places? It was simply this, that one welcomed and the other accommodated. One welcomed and the other accommodated. And I thought about this word that we've attached to our theme this year, welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. And the challenge is this, do we welcome the Holy Spirit in our lives or just accommodate him? Do we really welcome him? Do we love and desire his company or just give him a room? I want to share with you just briefly today and then we're going to talk about some of the things that are coming up uh, in this year. But I want to talk to you and share with you why we should welcome the Holy Spirit. And so I'm preaching from John chapter 14. It's a great passage on the Holy Spirit, uh, verses 15 to 18 and then verse 26 as well. I'm actually reading from the Amplified Version because I just love the detail that Uh, Jesus shares in this passage. He is teaching his disciples. This is what it says. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, a comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, bereaved and helpless. I'll come back to you. But the helper... 
the comforter, advocate, intercessor, the counsellor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I've told you, that I've told you. So why don't we welcome the Holy Spirit? Just a few simple thoughts this morning. The, the first is this, that the Holy Spirit refines us. He refines us just like when you put gold into the melting pot. What happens is that the gold melts and all the dross and the impurity comes to the surface and can be skimmed away so that what is left is, is pure. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our life. He refines us. Notice Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, and I will ask the Father. In verse 16, and I will ask the Father. That word and is actually very significant because it points to the verse before. It's saying, because of what I said, therefore this will happen. And that verse before, it talks about obedience and it talks about love. Talks about loving God and being obedient to his command. So Jesus is saying here, if you love me and obey my commands, I will ask the Father to send a helper. You see, when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. What a remarkable thing that is. Salvation through Jesus Christ and he sends his Holy Spirit to dwell within us and to work in our lives. But his felt presence and activity in and through our lives is linked to our love and our obedience. Our love and obedience. So if we constantly live in disobedience to God, eventually it erodes our ability to be able to hear the Spirit and be able to respond to His presence. You know, over the years I've had Christians say things to me like this, I, I, I don't sense His presence anymore. I don't, I don't feel anything. I'm starting to question how real this all is. I've had people say this, why didn't He speak to me? Or why didn't he do something when I desperately needed him to do so? And as I dug deeper with those people, I discovered two things. They'd either stopped loving Jesus and filled their lives with other things that took his place. Or they developed patterns of long-term disobedience to God's word. But when you're in a right relationship with God, when you're in a right relationship with Jesus, when you're putting him first and you're seeking with all your heart to follow his ways, the voice and the presence of the Holy Spirit comes with resounding clarity. And I know that many here today know that to be the fact. You see, when I've got such a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, I know I'm right with God. I know I'm right with him. And when I'm struggling to know the Spirit's leading in my life, I know that I need to question some things. I know that I need to stop. I need to pause and I need to ask, where am I with my love for Jesus? Where am I in the area of obedience? Is there something that, that I'm not doing that God wants me to do? Where am I at? 
And so in that sense, the Holy Spirit refines us. His ongoing presence and guidance shows us where we were at with God. If we've fallen away from the way that God would have us live, the Holy Spirit brings conviction to our hearts. Now that word conviction is a word that people don't necessarily like. You know, some people when they think of conviction, they think of guilt. They think of judgment. And let me tell you, that's the wrong way of thinking about it because the conviction of the Holy Spirit is a precious gift to our lives to draw us back to Jesus. It's part of the refining process in our lives. So let me encourage you this morning, don't ignore his leading. Don't ignore his prompting. If you know there are areas of disobedience, respond to the Spirit of God. If you've lost your first love for the things of God, ask the Holy Spirit to get you back. Holy Spirit, do your refining work in my life as I seek to live in obedience and in love to you, God. The Holy Spirit refines us. He relays to us. Jesus goes on and says, the Father will send. And then later in verse 26, the Father will send in my name to represent you. I I want you to think about that this morning, that here we have a picture of the Godhead. We have the Father in my name, the Son sending the Holy Spirit. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So the Godhead has invested everything into you and I so that we represent Jesus to a lost world. That's a powerful picture. All that he has invested in you and I. And so the Holy Spirit's role in this is that he continues to pass on the baton. He relays God's plan and God's purpose for each one of us. And by welcoming the Holy Spirit, we're inviting Him to direct our lives into the destiny that God has ordained for us. We're saying, Holy Spirit, you have a plan and a purpose for my life that was ordained even before I was born. Even before the world began, you had a plan and a purpose for me. Jeremiah 1.5 declares that before you were born, I'd called you to be a prophet to the nations. God has a plan and a purpose for your life and my life. And as we are in tune with the Holy Spirit, that is revealed and relayed to us. He relays to us. He refines us. He relays to us. And he resources us. Jesus goes on and he says, the Father will give you a helper. I love that. The Father will give you a helper. You know, I I don't think we fully realise the resources of heaven that are at our disposal because of the Holy Spirit. Here in this passage, we're given a number of names of the Holy Spirit. And later on throughout the year, I'm sure that we will investigate and have a look at those names in greater detail. We're told that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He supports us. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He nurtures us. The Holy Spirit is our advocate he presents, he represents us. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor. He pleads for us. 
The Holy Spirit is our counselor. He advises us. The Holy Spirit is our strengthener. He encourages us. The Holy Spirit is our standby. It says he prepares us. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He teaches us. He teaches us. I think sometimes we go through situations that we face not tapping into the resources that the Holy Spirit has for us. Why wouldn't you welcome the Holy Spirit? He refines us. He relays to us. He resources us. And he resides in us. Think about that. He resides in us. Jesus says this to his disciples. He remains with you and will be in you. He remains with you and will be in you. You see, Jesus was saying this to the disciples here. You know what it is to have experienced his presence because you've been around me. You've been around me, but you will know what it is to have his presence continually, 24-7. You will have his presence not just with you, but residing in you. Wow. Residing in you. And on that day, uh, that day of Pentecost in the upper room where 120 were gathered, along came the Holy Spirit like a rushing mighty wind and he became part, he became within each one of those believers. And today we experience that. Today we experience the fact that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. He just doesn't rest upon us like it was in the Old Testament, but he resides in us. He's with us continually. How good is that? He resides in us. That means that you never have to feel alone. You'll never be a spiritual orphan. Jesus goes on and says that. You'll never be an orphan because the Holy Spirit's always with you. That means that you can be going through the darkest of places and sense his companionship. It means that you can be burdened and know that he's helping you carry the load. It means that you can be up against all kinds of opposition in life, but you know that you have the Spirit of God Almighty in your corner. He's always with us, in us. You see, when you give your life to Christ, the Spirit takes up residence within us and starts working. Starts working, starts doing things in our life. But the challenge is this, let's make sure that he has access to every room of the house. Not just those rooms that we're okay for him to see. Let's make sure, Holy Spirit, you have access. We sang it this morning. Here I am. Here I am. I'm yours, Lord. I'm available do what you want to do in us and through us. Let's welcome, not just accommodate. Let's make sure he feels permanently at home, not just an occasional tenant. Amen. He refines us. He relays to us. He resources us. He resides in us. And he reminds us. He reminds us. Jesus goes on and says, he will help you remember everything I have told you. We forget things so easily. 
we hit the wall in a situation and we so easily forget that he's a God who has been so good to us. Various things come our way and we quickly forget. But Jesus says the Holy Spirit will help us remember everything he has told us. You see, the Holy Spirit will always direct us to Jesus as our compass point, as our due north. It makes everything make sense. Friends, in a world of calamity, in a world of disorder, let me just uh, reconfirm to you this morning that Jesus is the one who makes it all make sense. And the Holy Spirit will always direct us to Jesus. He is our internal GPS, our God positioning system, reminding us of Jesus' words and his directions and his plans and his purposes for our lives. In the book of Acts, we are told that the Holy Spirit will give us boldness to be witnesses. Boldness to be witnesses. How does he do that? It's because he reminds us. He reminds us of God's word. I know that I've been in many situations at times and asked difficult questions. And in the natural, I did not know what response to make, but I stepped out in faith. And as I stepped out in faith, I, I felt something guiding me. I felt something leading me. I felt an unction, an anointing of the Holy Spirit giving me boldness and giving me the right words to say at the right time. I'm sure you've been in those sort of situations before. We may not know what to say or what to do. But as soon as we step out in faith, there's the unction, there's the anointing of the Holy Spirit to direct us and give us the right words to say. Why wouldn't you welcome the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, he refines us. He relays to us. He resources us. He resides in us and he reminds us. And let me tell you this morning, friends, that that's just scratching the surface of the wonderful things that the Holy Spirit does in us and through us. Welcome, Holy Spirit. In 2022, we say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Let's just pray and then I just want to share some of the practical things that are happening this year. Holy Spirit. We want to welcome you this year into our hearts, into our lives to do what you want to do. As a church, Lord, we want to be guided by your spirit. We, we, we will be faithful with the scaffolding that we set. But that scaffolding is there to bend and sway in the direction that you lead. And so, Holy Spirit, have your way. Lord, let our ears be attentive. Let our eyes see, Lord, what your spirit would have us see and hear. We ask in your precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Let me just share some practical things, things to look forward to in 2022.
2022 at Capital Edge Church this year. Of course, the unfolding of our incredible theme, Welcome Holy Spirit. We've got great speakers. You know, this church is blessed with a great preaching team. Great preaching team. So we're going to hear God's word in lots of profound different ways. We have a brilliant Kids Way program each Sunday that started this morning and all the parents are saying, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for a kids program. And so we thank God for our kids workers. You know, many of those workers miss out on church service because they are looking after and loving our kids. Not just looking after them, but teaching them about Jesus. And so we have a great Kids Way program each Sunday. We have Pathways continuing on Sunday nights with awesome topics. So 6pm tonight, we've got our first topic from building strong relationships. So that's, that's pertinent to everyone. And so come on out to that. We have our midweek recordings for our connect groups with a a new top three segment that I'm sure you're going to enjoy that our groups can watch uh, once a month. We have three new uh, connect groups in the pipeline uh, about to start. In March, we're holding a leadership summit for all of our leaders combined. It is going to be an incredible time. An incredible time of, of just hearing about the direction for the year and fellowship and so on. It's going to be a wonderful time. We have powerful Easter services. You know, I love our Easter services as we focus on the cross of Jesus Christ. We focus on his sacrifice and his resurrection. It is always a wonderful time. And can I encourage you, start thinking now about someone who you could bring along to our Easter services. I want our young people our Burn Youth Group, to listen to this in April. In April this year, there is a youth camp. Not March like it used to be, but it's in April. So it's a new time and it's a new location. And so uh, be listening out for that one. I was meeting up with Trish Hawkins the other day. Trish, in case you don't know, Trish is our ladies leader in the church, our edge girl. She does a wonderful uh, job. And we were talking about this year, talking about the ladies groups and, and the events. And we have our Thrive Edge Girls Conference in May. And let me tell you, ladies, that's going to be very different to what you've experienced in the past. This is going to be like a gala night. This is going to be an incredible time. Uh, and you won't want to miss it. You'll want to sign up for our Thrive Edge Girls Conference. We have a brand new young adults focus in the life of the church this year. Joel and Grace Steenbergen and their team of young adults, leaders, are heading this up and uh, they had a meeting during the week to discuss what they're going to be doing and I turned up just at the beginning because I also heard it was a barbecue and uh, <laughs> not really and uh, I turned up and and they were talking about what they're going to do for our young adults events and social get-togethers as well so if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 keep an ear out for our young adults programs we have praise concerts organised for this year. We have healing services. I'm just believing that the Spirit's going to move, that we're going to see mighty outpouring of the healing power of God. We've got ER prayer encounter nights. 
In August, we have Revival Week, which is always a great time. If you haven't been to Revival Week, make sure you get on out to Revival Week. We've already locked in Pastor Gary Morgan from Melbourne, and we're looking at other speakers as well. Our theme, this is a heads up because I haven't even told the other guys yet, but our theme for Revival Week is going to be wonder-working God. Wonder-working God. He's a God of miracles. In November, we have a red carpet gala awards night for all of our wonderful volunteers. It's a good reason to become a volunteer if you're not yet volunteering. Because the fact of the matter is this, if you're not involved, correct. December, we have our carols concert. It's going to be bigger and better than ever, let me tell you. It's going to be bigger. No pressure, Joel. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. James Morrison, Tommy Emmanuel, Guy Sebastian will not be there. But when you've got a team like ours, it's just going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We have a great year in store. God is going to do remarkable things. And can I encourage you to do one thing? And when you come to church on a Sunday, come with expectation. Come with expectation. God, what are you going to do today? God, I'm just so looking forward. God, my heart is open to what you want to do and say. Lord, I want to be challenged. I want to be equipped. I want to be, I, I just want to sense your presence. I, I want to sense the leading of your Holy Spirit. I, uh, I'm just open. Come with that kind of heart. And as we do that, God will do remarkable things. And the Holy Spirit will be welcomed in this place. Amen. Let's just close our eyes one last moment. Thank you, Lord. We've talked about welcoming the Holy Spirit. And the first step in welcoming the Holy Spirit is listening to His voice that leads us to Jesus. There might be people here this morning. You might just be sensing a stirring in your heart. You might just be sensing that there's a decision to make here and I feel that stirring leading me to accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour of my life. And if that's you, today while no one's looking around, my eyes are closed, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour of your life. Can I ask you, if that's you, to just do one simple thing, to just raise your hand while I'm talking. I'll acknowledge it. You can put it down again. And then we will pray a prayer, inviting Jesus to become Saviour and Lord of your life. Is there anyone today that says, yeah, that's me. I feel the strength. Thank you, sir. Anyone else today that says, yes, I feel Jesus stirring my heart. The Holy Spirit, I want to invite Jesus to be Lord and Saviour of my life. 
Anyone else today? Why don't you raise that hand? Thank you, sir. God bless you. Anyone else today? We just wait just a little moment longer. We want to enter into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Friends, let's just say this simple little prayer together, inviting Jesus to be Lord and Saviour. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Thank you that you went to the cross. You paid the price for my sin so I could be set free and brought back into right relationship with God. Please forgive my sin. I want to turn from the way I was living because I want to follow your ways. I invite you to be Lord and Saviour. Thank you for accepting me. Amen. Amen.